Hello, welcome to The Unfiltered Way. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Jenna Pelletier, and today we're going to do things a bit differently. My friend Hope is putting me on the hot seat and is asking me some questions about myself. Hi y'all, this is Hope and I am so excited to be joining my lovely friend Jenna today for her new podcast. I have had the blessing of getting to know Jenna for the last, oh, three, four, goodness, five months? I don't, I don't know, it's been a while, but I've gotten to know Jenna since she's joined us here at Asbury University and it's just been such a joy to get to know her better and get to hear more of her heart and just the unique ways that she sees things. She's taught me so much, and I know that you're going to learn so much from her through this podcast as well. Uh, Today, I thought I suggested to Jenna, we were talking about her podcast one time, that it would be super fun to help um, different people who listen to this to just get to know her better. And so I thought I would just come and ask her a few questions just to see um, if we can help you to kind of learn more about Jenna, just as if we're all part of this conversation together. Hope, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast, even though technically you're the one interviewing me. (laughs) So let's get started. Awesome. Yay. Thank you for letting me put you in the hot seat. I am so excited to do this. I've never done anything like this before. So this is super exciting for me. Um, Yeah, I would love to just start out by asking you some of the same questions that I asked you when we first met. Okay. Uh, So... Jenna, can you tell us a little bit about where you lived? Because you've grown up living in quite a few different places. Yeah, so my parents both work for the Salvation Army. And uh, with their job, we have moved around a lot. So I guess like to backstep a little bit. So I was adopted when I was one. I was born in India, so... My first, like, home from, I guess, like, being adopted, it was Bath, Maine. Shout out to my Maine friends. <laughs> I love you all. Um, and that was sort of, that was the first, like, real place I remember being. And my parents were, were stationed there at um, a church through the Salvation Army for six years Um, By the time I came, they had been there, I think, two, two and a half years. Um, And then from then on, when I was about, I want to say, four or five, we moved to Kenya. And we lived uh, in Kenya for two and a half years. Uh, It was... Even though I was so young, I I remember so much. I think because like it was such a like formative formative yeah. years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was seven, we moved to Elyria, Ohio, and my parents once again were pastors at a Salvation Army, and we lived there for four years. And then when I turned no, I was still eleven. We moved to um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where my parents were at uh, Salvation Army headquarters, and we were there for two years. And then, I know there's so many and thens. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
We moved to Suffren, New York. I joke around and say that we were suffering there, but we re- <laughs> we really weren't. It was fine. My parents became, um, I don't even know how to describe it. They basically worked at kind of like a seminary. It's called the Salvation Army College for Officer Training, which is where people who want to become pastors and ordained ministers go through the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. And that's, they go there for two years. So we were stationed there. My parents were there for five years. So I was there from the time I was in eighth grade up until I graduated high school. Wow. Yeah. So I definitely moved around a lot. And then kind of my own personal move. My parents now live in Massachusetts. Um, uh, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. I went to a school called Trevecca, which... um, I was only there for a year. I I really enjoyed my time there. I met some really awesome people. I just felt like it wasn't really where I was supposed to be. So now I am here with you at Asbury. Yay! And we are so happy that that is the case. And yeah, I'm just amazed because I grew up in one place um, for my entire life pre-college. And so I am fascinated just to like hear about all of the places that you have been and um, all the things that brought you to come here eventually to Asbury. So I'd love to get to ask you a little bit about your experience at Asbury so far. Yeah, of course. Uh, I know what your major is, but let's, I'm going to go ahead and ask what is your major so that other people listening can know um, and how has your experience been so far? So I'm a social work major. I haven't always been. I, before uh, switching to social work. I was actually a social justice major Wow. with um, an emphasis on public policy. Uh, if you ask me what all that is, I still can't really tell you. <laughs> that, hence why I kind of switched it because I was like, I don't really know what I'm studying or yeah. what type of degree I would even get out of this. Um, nothing against my old school. I just, you know, kind of realized in the mix of that year, being kind of unsure and not not really realizing all that I was studying. And um, so I switched to social work. Did you ask me why or what my social work major was? I would love to know why you yeah. okay. started in social work. I asked you originally what, but I, what? I think that Sorry. like tandems really well with that. Yes. Um, so... Aside from wanting to be a killer whale trainer, um, my other big uh, career that I thought I was going to do was I thought I wanted to be a nurse. Specifically, I really wanted to be a midwife. Um, But in high school, I did a program that allowed me to get my CNA, which is a certified... Certified... C... Sorry. Certified nurse's assistance <laughs> license. I don't know why that made me um, pause so long. And it was a great experience. I had a really phenomenal teacher. Um, and then I just didn't like it. We worked in a nursing home and it was depressing and sad and kind of gross at times. And I was like, you know, science and I aren't really friends and this is a lot of work to do. So. Mm-hmm. Naturally, I was like, well, I still really love 
certain principles of nursing, of helping and serving and caring for people. So I thought social work sounded sounded good. Yeah, that's so good. I like to call social work, I feel like for a lot of people, it's like the the dream career that they didn't really know existed or mm-hmm. maybe they knew it existed, yeah. but they didn't really know uh, all of the different things that it could entail. And so I think that's so great that you were able to find your way here. And, and I think that's what was so interesting about like, you know, when we Hope and I took a class together, that's basically how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that class, I realized there's so many pathways to social work. You know, a lot of people stereotype social work as like the, you know, the lady who takes the kids away in like the scene where their parents are terrible. Like that's really not. There's so much more to social work. Yeah, yeah definitely. And have you liked it? Okay, so far here at Asbury. I have. I I can honestly say I don't spend, I haven't spent a day wishing I wasn't where I am now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very happy with my decision. Um, it's still, like, hard at times coming into, like, a new space. Yeah. Meeting new people, you know, finding, finding your people. So that's just been kind of an ongoing journey, everyday type of thing. But other than that, I do, I am happy. And I'm happy with, you know, the classes I've been able to take so far. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that is so good. And it's so good to just, like, hear more about your experience and coming in as a transfer student and mm-hmm. just getting to see your perspective has been so helpful for me. And I'm really thankful Thank you. for that. I appreciate that. You uh, mentioned working with your parents working with the Salvation Army. Can mm-hmm. you tell me a little bit about your experience growing up in the Salvation Army? I know that you've recently worked for them as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's just a lot of stigma surrounding that, that a lot of people don't know a lot about it. I certainly didn't know yeah. about it before I came to Asbury. And so I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about that. Yes, of course. Well, news is just in. It's more than a thrift store, in <laughs> case that's what you thought. It's okay. I had a lot of friends who thought, It was, like, a thrift store or something like that. Um, Yeah, the Salvation Army is, it's honestly, like, my whole life in a way. Um, I've grown up. So the Salvation Army is a social service, but it's also a church. So my parents have been pastors at different Salvation Army churches um, my whole life. So I've, I've grown up in it as a church, and... Um, what's interesting is I really didn't know until I became much older, like, kind of all the social work connections that the Salvation Army does and all of the um, resources that they offer to people. So I think, I already forgot what you said. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just, it's kind of been my whole life growing up in the church side of the Salvation Army and definitely, you know, the reason we've had to move has just been because the Salvation Army has sent my parents to different places to serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Great. Thanks for sharing about that. And I hope that that's something that you can continue to dive into on your podcast because I feel like I've just learned so much about the Salvation Army through you and just all of the incredible Mm -hmm. services that they offer uh, and the community of believers in Christ Mm -hmm. that they are. And so I've grown to be much more appreciative from someone who did used to think that it was just a thrift store to like realizing that this is a whole faith community and it's incredible. And so I'm so thankful for your insight. On yeah. That. Also for those listening, um, at our at the university Hope and I go to, the Salvation Army actually has a really big presence on our campus. Mm-hmm. We have um, a student fellowship center, which is, I don't even know really what you describe it as. It's just a place where students can go. Um, it's really, I think, a comfort for... so. People who are in the Salvation Army, who are students, we're called Salvationists. So it is kind of built for us to kind of find community in a way, but it's also for everyone on our campus. So a lot of people on our campus know about it. Not everybody goes, which if you're an Asbury listener, it's open to everyone. So please come. We love seeing new faces and getting to know you guys. That's so awesome. And it is a really great place in there and such an awesome facility and just a group of people. So I'm super thankful that Asbury is connected with the Salvation Army. Yeah. Um, next question for me that uh, this is kind of a question that I'm asking out of personal privilege getting <laughs> to interview you right now. But I uh, I love the Enneagram. I know that some people think that's a oh, little I love cliche, the Enneagram. But it's so helpful and it's such a helpful mm-hmm. tool. So, uh, would you mind sharing with us a little bit about your Enneagram number and yes. like how you've worked with the Enneagram in your own life? Yes. Yes. Um, so I am a six, uh, with a five wing, which is, they're called like skeptic loyalist. Mm. The hell, I, I don't know. Healthy skeptic. I don't know. But they really, they just really love being connected to people community is a big part of their life um they also it's hard because sometimes I just think of the negative side of being a Enneagram 6 because they tend to be kind of anxious in like kind of looking for the worst outcomes of things Mm -hmm. to kind of help them cope with life but there's so many good things about being a 6 they really they value people they value people's time um, and they're, they're fiercely loyal. I mean, I think that's, that's very true for me in my life. I love my people and that, like, that doesn't change. And I, I just really appreciate friendships and relationships in my life. Yeah, I've definitely seen that in you. If you know Jenna, you know that she's, like, super intentional with her friendships and, just very kind and very consistent and amazing and wonderful. And so I'm just super thankful that uh, for who you are and thank you um, for what you've taught me about type six uh, people who associate with type six on the Enneagram. I've also noticed not to put you in the hot seat, but <laughs> hope is a two. And I have a couple other friends who are twos. And I've noticed with, I don't know if you feel this way with your Enneagram type, but with my Enneagram type, there's definitely certain types that I kind of naturally, like, just gel with and become friends rather 
like more easy with mm-hmm. and I would definitely say two like my Enneagram friends who are twos um my friendships with them just were so like natural and I definitely feel that way like about you oh oh that makes me so happy <laughs> it's so fun and yeah, for people who have not heard about the Enneagram, it is such a helpful tool. And uh, I think that some people get concerned that it's putting people in boxes. And I think that really just depends yeah. on the way you look at it. But at least in my life and, and especially in my relationships, um, like my relationship with Jenna, it's been super helpful to kind of learn how people think differently and why they think the way they do. And that is just such a powerful tool for compassion with other people and just understanding yourself better and understanding how you relate to other people and so I'm really thankful for that tool oh and to answer your question to answer your question about how the Enneagram has helped me I feel like it's helped me a lot to just like getting to know other people um in as well as like working through my own personal um I guess struggles like the Enneagram is really good at showing you what a healthy version of, like, for example, a healthy version of a six and an unhealthy version. And it really, like, highlights, like, very specific things. So it's it's helped me, like, if I'm in, like, kind of, like, not feeling my best, I can kind of look at, um, like, what why is it that I'm feeling this way? And the Enneagram really helps with that, in my opinion. That's so good. It is super helpful. I would also love to just come back to what you mentioned earlier about being adopted. And you've shared with me a little bit before about your perspective on adoption and and where you think kind of we tend to get it right as uh, an American society, I guess, and then where you think we might get it wrong. And we've talked about that with regards to domestic adoption Mm -hmm. and international adoption and your experience with that for yourself or for other people in your family and just your own dreams and hopes going into the future. So I'd love to hear you speak a little bit about that. Yeah, thank you. Um, I have to be honest, I think my opinion and perspective is constantly being like refined. Like the way I felt about it, like even a couple years ago, isn't exactly the way that I think about it now. Um, I think I am very fortunate in the sense of, um, I don't know how to say this in a way without it sounding kind of, like, snobby, but, Mm. like, my story, I feel like, of how I came to be with, and how adoption kind of intersected in my life was in a very, like, special way. Um, you know, my mom, like, I don't know, I give a lot of, like, credit to my mom because she um you know through really the lord because like we're christians and that's a big part of our life she really felt god had placed that on our heart but in a very like specific uh way um if you asked her the story she shares how uh god gave her a vision one day um about like me and like had already given her like uh, a picture of my face and then to fast forward later on when they found out through the adoption agency um, about, like, oh, we have a child. If you're interested, we'll send you a photo. And my mom was like, yeah, we'll take her. Like, of course we want her. 
And later, like months later, when they had sent that photo, it was the same exact photo that the Lord had given her. So I feel like I've been so fortunate in just being completely surrounded in love and like knowing from such an early age, like how wanted I was and just how special the time was, like just the moments in kind of time leading up to when I came. So I think with that, like knowing that story my whole life, I think adoption shouldn't just be like and I'm not saying every person does this but it's not like a band-aid if you can't have like a child biologically like I think adoption should be pursued in the same way as if like you're pursuing to have a child like biologically like with great intention and want and love so I don't know if if that makes any sense but that's sort of how I feel right now and people often ask me like do I want to adopt? And I honestly, like, I really don't know. Cause my biggest thing is if I, you know, if that's something that like the Lord ever like put on my heart or even gave me the, um, the, what, what do you call it? I guess that space to be able to do so. I'd really, really want to make sure my heart's in the right space to like, um, completely, it, like almost embrace and accept a child as if like I had had that child you know, I guess naturally. So I think it's a very special thing and um, it shouldn't just be seen as like, oh, I'm giving a child a better life type of perspective. Yeah. I think that's a really like uh, shallow way of thinking about adoption. Yeah. It's kind of one-sided when mm -hmm. it's meant to be a blessing, not only for the child, but also for the family that they yeah. are going to join. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being willing to share about that. I know that I've asked you some questions that are pretty deep into your life. And so I really appreciate you being willing to be open and share your yeah, insight. thank you. Now, I thought it would be super fun to ask you just a couple of just for fun questions. Okay, maybe yeah. Not quite as deep, but I think are still just as fun and exciting to get to know about you. Awesome. So... Do you have any favorite musical artists or bands? Oof. Um, when you say musicals, like Broadway musicals? I mean, like, just, like, music in general. Okay, music mm -hmm. in general. Um, ooh. I love Maroon 5. Maroon 5. Yeah, I really love Adam Levine. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think genre-wise. I feel like I listen to a lot of different stuff, um... I'm trying to think. Uh, I really love Stephanie Gretzinger, which I know is something like you and I both like immediately, like within like an hour of like getting to know each other. We really bonded over her music. She has just been, uh, I feel like I know her, which I know is like a weird thing to say because I really don't. Um, but her music has just really like transformed like my view of worship and it has been very like um, influential in sort of, like, my teenage years in high school. So I would definitely say her music. Um, trying to think. I love a lot of musicals. So, like, yeah. musicals, musical music. Um, I really love Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. I love Wicked. Uh, my current favorite right now is Dear Evan Hansen, which I think everyone needs to listen to that soundtrack. And if they have the ability to do so, go see that uh, musical on Broadway. 
So I think, like, as of right now, those are sort of some of my favorite artists slash, like, music genre. That's awesome. That's so good. Okay, what about books or authors that you like? Hmm. Okay. Um, I kind of talked about it on my last episode, but it's called Beneath the Surface by John Hargrove, which talks about, um, uh, what do you call it? Former, uh, killer whale trainer at SeaWorld and his experience. I really love that book. Um, there's a book called Uninvited by Lisa, do you know her last name? Lisa Turkers? Yes, I always butcher it, so I didn't want (laughs) to butcher it. Um, but the book Uninvited is super good. I think it's, I think it's good for anyone, but you know, if you're single in college, young, it's very good for that age group. It talks a lot about kind of working through different issues with, um, like, just rejection and, like, like building confidence and, like, knowing your worth. Um, kind of a kid favorite of mine is Harry Potter, which I know not every child has grown up watching or uh, reading. I think that'll forever be a favorite uh, series of mine. Um, oh, and then the Bible, of course. Yeah. Yes, the Bible. Who could, who would forget about the Bible? Or who wouldn't forget about the Bible? Um, I really love Psalms. Psalm 139 is probably like a life verse for myself mm. that I find myself going and frequently reading. That's awesome. That's so good. What about, out of, out of all the cities that you lived in, do you have any that has been your favorite? Yeah, um, hmm. I think across the board experience, Kenya, I think at such a young age, I saw such a rich picture of diversity in what living in community could look like in such a high, um, high perspective and high view. Um, I think on like a very like home kind of sentimental, uh, main It was just, you know, it's the first place that, you know, I felt, like, the presence of God and love and just some very, like, influential people in my life um, came into my life during that time and have just continued to be in my life. So I'm very grateful for them and for my family. That's awesome. That is so good. Okay, these are some rapid fire this or that. So... I've got a couple for you. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yes. Okay, chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. <laughs> Dogs or cats? Ooh, neither. Okay. But that's okay. I'm not... I don't like cats, and um, I'm picky about the dogs I like. Mm, gotcha. I know that sounds kind of crude. No, your dogs are really cute. By the way, I don't Thank have you. I don't have anything <laughs> against your dogs. No. Hope has two really really cute dogs. By the They're way, the best. They're wonderful. And yes, I'm convinced that even if you aren't a dog lover, you will become one when you are around my dogs. But yes. I'm also super biased. So, <laughs> okay. Next question: Beach or mountains? Ooh, beach. Always a beach girl. Beach. It's those years living in Maine. Yeah. Okay, salty or sweet? Oop. Um. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Mm, I was going to try and say salty because in recent years, but I still prefer sweet. Yeah. 
Okay, waffles or pancakes? Waffles. All right. Chinese food or Italian food? Mm, Chinese food, definitely. Okay. Ocean or lake? Uh, definitely ocean. I don't do fresh water. Okay. Bright colors or soft colors? Ooh, soft colors. Ah, okay. Awesome. And then babies or children? <laughs> babies. Babies. 100% <laughs> babies. I feel like that's like what you and I talk about half the time, how much we love babies. We love the babies for sure. Oh my goodness. That's so fun. Oh man. Yay. Okay. Thanks for letting me play a little bit of Coke or Pepsi yeah, Of course. With you. Thank you for doing this. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, is there anything else that you feel like is important for people to know about you? Um, I feel like we covered all of, like, some of, like, the foundational ground. Um, yeah, I feel like we covered it all. so much for interviewing me of course thank you for letting me do this it was so fun to get to ask you some questions and I learned some new things about you which is super great and yeah I'm just really excited to see where you go with this and uh, I'm excited for all of the wonderful people who listen to your podcast to get to know you better and get to hear a little bit about your perspective because uh, I know you talk about just the different ways that you see life, uh, the different the different experiences and relationships that filter the way that people see life. And for yeah. you, like these are some of the experiences that mm-hmm. have filtered the way that you see life. And I feel like it gives you a really unique perspective that I've learned a lot from. So thank you. You're so sweet. I really, really appreciate this. Well, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come. Of talk. course, of course. Where we will definitely have hope back on our podcast Aww. in the future. So tune in, listeners, and thank you for listening to The Unfiltered Way. Uh, I am I was not your host today. Today your host was Hope. Yay! <laughs> Alrighty, bye guys. Bye.